Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Tony Stark Camarena. I'm Alicia Thayer. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And today we're talking about Iron Man Part 3, which takes us from just after when Tony Stark reinstalls the arc reactor after it's been stolen by Obadiah Stane to the end of the movie. So the summary for this part, again, taken from Wikipedia... Uh, is, reading word for word, Stain scientists cannot duplicate Stark's miniaturized arc reactor. So, Stain ambushes Stark at his home and takes the one from his chest. Stark manages to get to his original reactor to replace it. Potts and several S.H.I.E.L.D. agents attempt to arrest Stain, but he dons his suit and attacks them. Stark fights Stain, but is outmatched without his newer reactor to run his suit at full capacity. The fight carries Stark and Stain to the top of the Stark Industries building, and Stark instructs Pepper to overload the large arc reactor powering the building. This unleashes a massive electrical surge that causes Stain and his armor to fall into the exploding reactor, killing him. The next day, at a press conference, Stark defies uh, suggestions from S.H.I.E.L.D. and publicly admits to being a superhero for, uh, to the press as dubbed Iron Man. In a post credit scene, S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury visits Stark at home, telling him that Iron Man is not, quote, the only superhero in the world, and explaining that he wants to discuss the, quote, Avengers Initiative. I love your Samuel L. Jackson impression. <laughs> I hope it comes up multiple times in this podcast. Well, or we'll see if we remember. the very least in the Avengers movie. <laughs> so, um, Stane builds his Ironmonger suit based on the Mark I right. suit. And it really looks a lot like it, too. It, does. it, it took a lot of that inspiration. He doesn't have any creative <laughs> yeah, creativity. He, he literally is like, hey, this worked, therefore I'm going to do this. But it's a much larger suit. Oh, yes. Well, Stain is a much larger person. Well, that and... But he could fit into a slightly bigger Iron Man suit. It right, just... but it, I think he goes by the role of wield the bigger, bigger stick. Yeah, I agree. Or he's compensating. And Also, <laughs> quite possible. Um... He can't fit any other power source in there. He, it has to be an arc reactor. I know the arc reactor sends a lot of energy out. But I think I feel like he could have used like other things in a machine that big. Well, maybe he did. Not I something mean, that small, though. Well, yeah, but you also kind of have to think... Remember, he was only able to power that from the arc reactor from Tony's chest. Yeah. But this suit already existed. It was already around. So maybe there was some other stuff kind of already in there, and the arc reactor was just the the kick it needed to make it all the way, right? Mm -hmm. um, my guess also is why, part of why it's so much bigger is the over-engineering aspect, right? Tony knows this stuff really well, and he was able to build the smaller technology the sleekest design. It's yeah. like It's yeah. like the, it's new technology to them. They haven't figured out how to... This, to slim it down, like with the what they're doing with like certain technology now with the TVs and stuff, how we're getting better at compressing things. We mm. get smaller, i.e., our phones. I mean, the original phones were <laughs> yeah. My dad huge in the early nineties had a cell, one of the first cell phones, which was a briefcase with a cell phone because it needed that big with all mm -hmm. the technology. Exactly. Yeah, and over time it got smaller. So the engineers, to them, it was all new, so they didn't have the time. Tony Stark started yeah. three months before with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. So um, Pepper, Coulson, and like four or five unnamed uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents come to Stark Industries. Gotta Coulson! love the unnamed agents. 
Um, Colson is so chill about this stuff. Did they count as red shirts? Red red ties. Red shirts. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Ha- like at least one of them gets killed, right? I believe so. Yeah, they, red shirt. They don't show it, but I mean, statistically, that kind of damage probably yeah. crushing them. So, um, we see our first shield tech, which is their little bomb that. Blows open, blows the, open door. the door where that pepper thinks is going to pick the lock. Yeah, it's a key. Oh, yeah, it's a key. Oh, you're going to pick the lock with that? No, come here. <laughs> but he just turns around, puts his head down as it blows. It's like, I think that's why Colson's the coolest character. Right, because he's, he's like, I know how much damage this does. I'm just going to stand right here like that. And then the the lock pops. And Obadiah Stane does the weirdest little run to the machine. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, oh god! It's like, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna look like I'm going full speed, but run at half speed to a place that's three feet away. And then he goes. And then he plays peekaboo. Well, yeah, well, or hide and go seek. It, fla- it, flashes, it flashes back to Rhodey arriving at Tony's place. Because mm, Rhodey's the one that finds him. Yeah. So Tony's. About 85% there. He's still looking pale. Yeah, he's still still suffering those effects of the paralyzation, so. Mm-hmm. And he gets in a suit, tells, um, Grody to stay there? What's it? I can't remember what he told He says, keep the skies clear. Oh, keep the skies clear. And so. he's like, and Rhodey's like, next time. Yeah, Rhodey Ro- already has plans to steal that suit. <laughs> Rhodey's like, I'm getting in one of those. It's I don't like, know when or how, in, but in, that's mine. In Iron Man 2, it looks like, oh, this is the last resort. I'm going to climb in the suit to stop Tony. No, he's been planning this from that moment because oh, these suits wait, are so cool. I cannot wait until we get there. I have so, so many problems So with does that. he just assume that's going to happen? Like, as an example, again... Having a buddy like Tony Stark, who's super rich and always kind of sharing the cool stuff with him, he's he like, like Tony gets a new car. I was like, man, I can't wait a month from now where I get to drive that. Also, is it that kind of thing? And he's I, well, like, I think he's, so, I think that so, well, thing is that you share best things with your best friend. And Tony's the type of guy who's like he likes the new shiny stuff, and then he doesn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Who does it go to? It Rudy. goes to Rhodey. It goes to Rhodey. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is the the old one now, right? Yeah, it is the old there. one. Um. So Tony's uh, wearing the old arc reactor, mm-hmm. which is the one that only powered the suit for fifteen minutes. Yeah, so it's um, he puts it in and it's at forty nine percent. So so seven and uh, something minutes. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, you could also make the argument that he's super improved battery life in the newer version of the suit. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's but, possible. Yeah, but it wasn't it, built. It feels a little iffy there for me. Yeah, it wasn't built for a sustained flight, as Jarvis no. tells him. Mm-hmm. Which is why he has to continually change out the core for the arc reactor in uh, two, isn't it? Well, then it's also poisoning. Well, him. yeah, the poisoning and it burns out. So. Yeah. Um. So, question, and this is the main problem with a lot of Marvel movies. Hmm. What is Stain's ultimate goal? I have that same <laughs> question. <laughs> Taking so, over the company. Getting rid of uh, Tyrone Stark? Well, so the only thing I can think of is taking that technology mm-hmm. and selling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somehow sweeping under the rug, killing Pepper and... Federal agent, or uh, and, bigger than federal because it's like world agents. That's true. That could have just been a, ah, oh, crap, now yeah, there's this a, it's problem. It's too much. You either have to go through with it or you're going to jail. But he, to hide the evidence... Um, at one point, Stain bursts out from under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We didn't agree that it was very effective the way he did it, but he did it. Yeah, I'm like, I... And to be fair, if he takes over the company, he's gonna have the money to do it. To fix it. That's true, but I'm sure Coulson called in that he's going to check out Stark Industries. Especially when he had to get a team of people. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, granted, Stain didn't know that she was going to show up with... No. He didn't know anyone was going to be he's, there. Yeah, he, he, he was, was just there. He's like, he's ready to put on the suit. So he was ready to put on the suit. He put it on, powered it up, and then hid in the corner in the dark, <laughs> waiting <laughs> to kill someone. Be, behind the chain. Like, well, they, I like. Well, he had to assume that Tony was going to come, if he survived. So maybe he assumed Tony well, was going to survive and then was going to come after him. If so, that makes well, sense Well, then for that. he should have just killed Tony. Yes, he should have. <laughs> but that's not nearly as fun as testing his suit against the other suits. I, I like how they see, Pepper sees the Mark I suit. She goes, oh, I thought it would be bigger. I'm <laughs> thinking that's the suit. And, you know, Conversation. she was, was kind of right. Yeah, was she was definitely bigger. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, I mean, we've kind of established that maybe Stane already thought he killed Tony Stark. Because he just left him there to die. Yes. <laughs> you know, brilliant villaining right there. Exactly, yeah. So, um, I like and dislike the Ironmonger suit for the same reason. That it's just Mark One and War Machine, like if they had a child, mm-hmm. that would be the, <laughs> yeah. the Ironmonger suit. Yeah. It's much lower tech, because I don't think he uses repulsors. I don't think he did either. I was pretty sure he was using the jetpack, yeah. which is why I said it earlier. All right, you're right. Yeah, earlier yeah, episode. the minigun. I guess you were right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. They don't know what they're doing with the repulsor technology, mm-hmm. which is why we don't see it in the Iron Monger. So uh, I, I kind of want to take a step back really quickly since yeah. we were talking about this whole fight scene that's happening. Um, Tony tells Rhodey to keep the skies clear. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not say, "Hey, send some, send some help." That would be nice. Right? Yeah. Because I don't know what's about to go down. Right? He well, stole the he could assume that reason. he could deal with it. Yeah. He didn't know what he was walking into, so he's basically yeah, like, he, I'm going to go deal with this. I mean, he knows that he stole the uh, arc reactor tech. He doesn't know he has his own suit. That's true. He doesn't. There was no indication of that. As far as I know, he hasn't had the opportunity to see whatever Pepper got onto that flash drive. No, he hasn't. Yeah. So he has no idea that A. Stain was the one behind his kidnapping. He just knows that he's been selling the technology, the the missiles and the weapons. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rhodey in service of keeping the skies clear. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, the same Air Force base that is the same group of people. I mean, the Air Force bases do a lot. The same group of people who monitors Afghanistan also monitor California. Right. <laughs> so he walks in. Um, and the guy's about to call, be like, this guy's back, but this time's in California. But he's like, no, it's just training exercise. Which Rhodes again, is going to be court-martialed. Yes, he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not only is he going to be court-martialed, but again, this harkens back to the, from the second uh, second part, he, they had that yeah. press conference of, where it was a training... I'm sorry, who believes you when you say this is a training exercise? No. Nobody. And how suspicious is this guy that Rhodes has... I don't know what his rank is. Right. But he's in charge of that room, at least. <laughs> <laughs> also, why did why did Rhodes drive over there? Don't know where it was in relation. Right, but why did it, it just it is, call um, them? I actually... It is a real Air Force base. I can't remember which Air Force base mm-hmm. it is. But... It's close by. I mean, somewhat close by. Close to Malibu? I mean, it's in Southern California. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that's half of our state. The half I never go to. <laughs> oh, okay. 
So, okay, so we get, so Tony flies off and gets to Stark Industries. Yeah. And Pepper's already dealing with staying at that point, right? Well, dealing with is in running away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what like I mean. any normal human being. And Tony shows up, and then they erupt into this big fight, which spills from Stark Industries into the middle of the freeway. Yes. And then they go back to Stark Industries. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, Tony Stark could have been just trying to have less pedestrians. Well, killed, that I understand, but yeah. why would Stain allow that? Well, Stain just—he doesn't care about the um, collateral damage. Actually, he doesn't want collateral damage because he wants his business to sell stuff. Right. Uh, he just cares about getting Tony out of the way. So wherever Tony goes, he's going to follow him. That's true. Although in, in my mind, at this point, he's just a crazy person. He is, yeah, yeah. He, he at this point, he's to... he's pushed it too far and literally has no outlet besides what he's now doing. So, um, Tony gets a, hit by a motorcycle into a bus. So, I want to talk about that really quickly. <laughs> they're fighting, and they've been fighting for, okay, sure, a few seconds, but the traffic around them has stopped. The cars are, are not moving. I would I would be stopped watching this right? shenanigans. Oh, of course. Now, between Ironmonger and Iron Man, there's yes. a good amount of space. Mm-hmm. A motorcycle drives between them. Oh, yeah. This guy's like, I, I can make it. I can, I've got to be over there for my date or delivering my pizzas. Right. Or like, it, I'll just go between idiot. these two metal monsters. Now, now, I'll admit, back when I owned a motorcycle, mm-hmm. I was a little stupid at times. I tried not to do stupid things very often. How but, often know, did you go through superhero fights, though? You know, I can't recall any of those times, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention like this guy. Yeah, that's true. Well, this guy paid for it. He got he got flown off his motorcycle, and his motorcycle got thrown into Iron Man, which knocked him to a bus. Yeah. Was the bus moving? No, I no, think it was stopped. Right. Yeah, no, was... at that point, like I said, no most traffic was, was stopped. It's just the jerk ass motorcyclist who really had no business doing. That's true. That doing. that actually never occurred to me. <laughs> What's that motorcyclist doing? It's like the regular motorcycles. I hate like I well, don't they, hate they motorcyclists. There are some motorcyclists. It's fine if they're cutting through if traffic is either stopped or going really slow. At least here in California, I know that it it's legal in that sense. Yeah. But if traffic is going, oh, I don't know, 50 miles an hour or higher, that's not legal. They shouldn't be doing that. And I've seen so many that literally zip in between two cars that are li- like yeah. very short distance apart. And if the front car put on its brakes, that motorcycle is dead. Yep. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot, which kind of made me wonder, and this is like... You know, no real thinking behind this. Mm-hmm. It's a one-off. Is this Hollywood saying, "Don't be a stupid motorcycle driver"? Yeah, was someone be. angry? Was there a writer there? <laughs> like, Maybe you know it might been. It might have been John Favreau, or you know the um the myth. I don't know if it's a myth or if it's actually true about this movie. Is they made most of the movie without script. The script wasn't done when they started yeah, filming it. Yeah, I think I've heard that too. So yeah, so this could be just John Favreau or Robert Downey Jr. not liking motorcyclists. Right. <laughs> I could believe that. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So doesn't okay. matter if it was a myth. I am believing that now. So they get through the the middle of the freeway fight and get back to Stark Industries. Well, first, don't they fly? They do. Yes, they go, they up. go up because well, he he was trying to figure out how to deal with the uh, the 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 ice forming on the suit when he got into a high enough altitude, and so he gets all the way up there and he goes, "How did you deal with the ice on the suit?" And the, then the icing problem. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's got the really deep voice when he talks to Ironmonger. <laughs> right before that, I know we're going forward and we keep going back. T- uh, Stain throws 
a car at Tony. Yes. Oh, uh, with a family inside. And Tony right catches there. it. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive. It, yeah. But um, then I don't know how I would react to my car being thrown with my family in it <laughs> and another person in a meeting cot. But I'm not sure if I would be pressing the gas. So that's a it's good an point. so I oh go for it go for oh, it. So my first thought is I don't like pressing the gas while Iron Man's holding it isn't really doing anything. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But you are probably thinking, or maybe you're just subconsciously thinking, the second I land, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so you push on that gas, and while from the so it was a it was a mother and two children, I think. Yeah. And so from that perspective, you know, any parent with two children is probably Wants thinking, to get away. let's get the let's get us out of here. Yeah. And that I think made sense. And I do know there are video captured instances of people suddenly having like some sort of panic mode and them hitting either the brake really quickly mm-hmm. or the gas and running up over other cars. So it's yeah. not impossible to be like, oh. Oh dear! Uh, I'm in the middle of somewhere I do not want to be. I need to get out of here. My foot hits the gas, and it's not going to come off the gas till I'm far enough away. Yeah. So Tony's being dragged under the car. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think he designed fingernails into the Iron Man suit, but their fingernails um, scratches in the hood of the car as he's falling under. I it. imagine that the, the at least the tips of the the Iron Man gloves are at least a little pointed. There's no way you're getting that completely rounded. So I, I could see I, that. I think you can. I'm imagining a 3D, a metallic 3D printer made this Iron Man suit. Well, I mean, I would assume that, sure, it's not, I mean, it doesn't have to be completely round. Maybe he figured it's easier to pick things up if there's something. But at the same time, he maybe he was holding on just, and that's just when pushing enough pressure with that metal, it kind of made something. Yeah, maybe. I think it was just like, you know, dent and rip off the hood of the car. It's possible. Yeah. 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 Well, so they fly, he gets frozen, as we already covered, and then they fall, he falls down to Earth, and then Tony falls right after that, because he's on emergency power, because he needs all the power. Um, Is the shrapnel going towards his heart, starting at that moment? It already did, when he got the arc reactor pulled out, right? But how how quick does it do? So, I mean, they kind of play fast and loose with that, but I would assume a few minutes, maybe? Uh, I was Um, assuming longer than that, because I can't imagine it moves super quick. Also, being on emergency power is probably turning off a lot of systems. Mm-hmm. I'm sure... Life support is not yeah. one of those systems. Yeah. I'm, sure, turns off. I'm sure the thing that kills him is probably on the always running state. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so they make it back to Stark... He makes it back to Stark Industries on the roof? That's where they fall. That's where they fall. Yeah. Right on the roof. What are the odds of that? Very, Very small. small. So Which... they're back on the roof, and then he's talking to Pepper, and because uh, Stain gets back up, and then he has to fight him again. And I think that's when he ri- starts ripping the targeting. Yeah, he system. uses actually the same strategy Ant Man uses against him in right. Civil War. He <laughs> just starts ripping things out ripping randomly. That. This looks important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he ends up disabling the targeting system and the visual system so Stain has to pull off the helmet he has. Even worse, Stain has to pull off a good chunk of the front, front of him yeah. so any flying debris will just kill him yeah, at it, that point. I would, if I were Tony, I, Tony ripped off his glove because he tried to take off the, um, the suit because it's out of energy. I would have thrown my glove at his face. I think my, one of my favorite parts of the scene is he's ripped off the glove and he goes... Oh yeah! And, oh, oh no! Yeah, he puts I'm not his hand up to, re- to repulsor it, and then no nothing glove. happens. I I just want to see Stain in his big suit all open, and then get hit in the face and go. 
Why did you do that? <laughs> Who throws a shoe? <laughs> uh, so by that point, he Stane's firing at him with the other weapons, but he doesn't really have a targeting system, yeah. so he's doing free. Yeah, free? he's doing. I don't know how what yeah. that term is, but he's. I was gonna say free. He's eyeballing it. He's yeah. eyeballing. Oh, eyeballing it. Thank yeah. you. He's shooting a machine yeah. gun right from under his. No, hand. it's no. It's, it was like little rocket. It was a base. rocket that came up from. Side, which he shoots Still one misses, misses by a lot. He shoots the next one, misses by the same amount. He's not even really trying. No, he's not. Odds are, if the um, Pepper's not already doing the arc reactor overload to kill him, odds are he's going to just waste all his missiles trying to show off. It's true. <laughs> and then Tony's just going to walk up and press the off switch. And then <laughs> he didn't have to kill Stane. Right. So, Pep then. Tony gets Pepper to overload the reactor, which she fights him on. Well, it's because she assumes it's going to kill him. Yeah. Which, which I, I assume it's going to kill him because it kills Stain, but just throws Stony, Stony, Tony. Well, he was further back than Stain was. He was right above it. He was on top of the glass. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then maybe it's the, you know, like how you get the first bits of power. It's not as powerful. And then you get, maybe he just got tossed back that way. So this is why. Or my, plot armor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I and mean, this is why in my notes, I, I wrote down the question, does he die? He dies, right? So the only thing I can think of is on that opening spot, he fell and got impaled on something. And then Tony's armor was at least enough. Yeah, because we don't no, no, see but him. We, no, we see Stain go, ah! <laughs> right, but, that, but we don't know for sure. He, oh, yeah, well, we don't know for sure that he dies from that. It's possible he got tossed like Tony and... and, and... Well, they mention it, that they're going to fake Stain's death at the end, because when they talk about the... Coulson's talking about the alibi, and mm-hmm. it's like, he's going on vacation, and... Like, one-engine planes have such a bad track record. So they're going to fake his death. Yeah, so it's possible that we don't need to have the body for that because they're just going to fake his death anyway. So it's possible he got impaled and they're just going to be like, so this is a little sketchy. We're just going to have him go on the plane. Oh, I forgot to bring this up last episode about Stain's motivations. I think Stain might be Hydra. Yes. Because when he takes it, he's talking about um, keeping the right people in charge and stuff like that. And... That energy would take people away from being controlled by certain groups. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that, that really sense. fits. Yeah, which means the um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Whatever Winter Soldier steals in Civil War from mm-hmm. the um Starks when he kills them, remember it's like the blood or something like that. Yeah, yeah we were talking the about that earlier. Stuff. Yeah. yeah um, Who's to say that Stain didn't tell them that they were driving? Exactly. That's why I thought Stain would be it would have been more corrupt through, through the beginning, which would again that would actually tie into my theory of Stain having been a, an underlying force for the death of Howard and Maria. Yeah. So. So um, Stain is murdered. Not yes. murdered. He's he's justifiably <laughs> Stain killed. Did, Stain dies. Stain and is nothing but a, the, the stain. Of... Stain is nothing but a stain on Tony's life, <laughs> and he dies in one of many giant bolts of light into the sky that the MCU will be famous for. Right, <laughs> blue. It's always blue. It's always blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then from there we get to the cleanup, which leads us to the just before the press conference yeah. Tony's having about what happened with the arc reactor. Yeah. So where Coulson gives him cards to follow. Well, yeah, the cards, the, the alibi that Coulson gives him is the same alibi Tony uses for many years in the comics mm-hmm. that it's his bodyguard um, right which would have potentially meant it was happy 
No, yeah. no, it could be someone completely. I think different. Happy's just the driver in the comics. I'm not yeah. a big Iron Man comics fan, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I only know that part from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how I know it as well. Fair enough. Um, and then uh, Phil goes. Just stick to the cards. No, we'll stick to the cards, and then he tells uh, Pepper that their name is Shield. Mm-hmm. That's true. So one of the other things I kind of wanted to bring up that uh, Coulson also said mm-hmm. was um, they've done cover-ups like this before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have, have we seen anything like that? No. I feel like that might be Ant-Man. The 60s, the Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, with uh, yeah. Hank Pym, who I, I absolutely despise. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp were heroes in the 60s. Mm-hmm. In their 60s. Mm-hmm. That would be a cover-up they've done. Um, they've pro- they've run into Inhumans, a few powered people. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, stuff, a few things will go into Agent's Shield. We're right. not going to spoil any <laughs> of Shield stuff. But there is a history of super-powered people. Yes, so, Okay. Yeah. All right, and then obviously at the end, Tony starts to follow the cards, and then says something about. <laughs> oh well, no, he is interrupted by Christine Everhart. Right, because of course. Christine Everhart is the reason Tony reveals himself because he does not like his ego challenged. No, no, he does not. <laughs> so she got exactly what she wanted, but she started all all this the crazy stuff. crap. Yep. So, meh. So, Go ahead. Oh, so he reveals that he is Iron Man, and then we and get a smash laugh. cut to the um the credits. Yep, and the theme song. <laughs> and then the 2008 theater goers stand up, leave, go online, and find out. Oh my gosh, there was something at the credits. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask about that. Was that normal? Because I I remember sticking around with my friends when I first saw yeah. this in the theater. One just I don't know if we just did that normally mm-hmm. or if we someone said there was something at the end. I, I, so was that a thing that happened. Um, I know for myself that I stuck around, but I'm also a theater person, so I stuck around for the fact that I wanted to see who was working on the film. I wanted to know what sort of things went into it. That's how I managed to end up seeing it. Um, I don't know if it was really announced that there was going to be. Yeah, I was with a friend who was a big comic book fan. Um. Um, he had seen it already, and he told us to stay. Uh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know, and... Yeah, but our first post credit scene... I think that's why Iron Man did so well, then, because people that left back. the original one didn't see the cutscene at the end, and then had to go back to view it again. Which, would, which I think it would have done fine by itself, but I think with that added expense to people needed to go see it again to find out what was in the, the credit scene, I think that's what really boosted its numbers. Yeah, that would make sense. That would help, yeah. Although, how much of that just ended up online after? I mean, it's 2008. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, YouTube started in 2005. Yeah, it was around. It was around, but it wasn't nearly as popular. So I, I don't, I think some of it would have, but unless you knew what you were looking for, I don't, I don't really think it would have been that big thing. I think more people would have gone back to see the movie because it wasn't a bad movie. It was a pretty decent movie. So I think they would have gone back and seen it again to just get the credit scene. Mm -hmm. So... Which, of course, the credit scene, so, Nick Fury. Yeah, we meet Agent uh, Nick Fury, who in the comics, in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, which is a reboot they did in 2000, mm-hmm. they made Nick Fury look like Samuel Jackson because they want Samuel Jackson to play Nick Fury. That's awesome. And it worked. It, it was great. Yeah. So, Nick Fury... It's like what they did with uh, uh, Robin Will- 
Williams and the genie. Yeah. Um, they get Nick Fury uh, to talk, welcome him into a larger universe mm-hmm. of he's not the only superhero, mm-hmm. and in, tells them about the Avengers Initiative. Which then starts forth the great Avengers yeah. phase yeah. one. It blew my mind because... I had just started reading Mighty Avengers, which is right after the Civil War in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love comics. I never expected to have more a than movie, one superhero. Right? At, unless an X-Men movie, but they're all X-Men, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the, at the end of this movie, like, part partway through the movie, you know, we see the stuff, we kind of mentioned the, the Ten Rings, right? Yeah. Talking about the potential of having later movies with later bad guys and that kind of thing. But this is like the first where now you're like, oh, well, they're they're gonna do all of this stuff. They're yeah, great. Right? It, it, they're the first of their kind to do it. And mm-hmm. sorry, nobody that's tried to do it afterwards is really standing up. I mean, DC is trying to do it, and I'm sorry, they're failing. Yeah, all, no, failing I'm, face as, first on their. As of the time we're recording this, Wonder Woman has hit about a month ago, and I loved Wonder Woman. I still have not seen it, but that's partially through the fault of my own, partially not. But every other DC yeah, movie, th- especially... Three terrible movies and one good movie does not make a universe. No. And the problem is is they're they're not lining up the backstories enough. I think one, the yeah. reason Marvel is doing so well is that they lined up the backstories. They gave us the character before they shoved them in with a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. So we knew what to expect from the character. DC and, unfortunately, whoever's doing the big monster movies, they're giving us, giving us the backstories for that one at least, but they're... They're not doing them well. Well, it, and I think that's the part, right? It happened to work out that they did good movies. Right. Yeah. So one of the things about this whole concept that I wanted to look into but didn't, mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping that maybe one of you just happens to know off the top of your head. Possible. How much they were planning to do this. So at, because at the time, 2008, you know, this was the first movie a month later or a few weeks later. It was, it was a month. I think it might have been two months later. I actually don't know. But or, this was May... It might have been June. It might have been a month later. But, oh, the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. yeah um, so there's a now famous YouTube clip of Comic-Con where, of course, Marvel edits these clips. So it prefaces it with Marvel's rolling out their B-Squad because Iron Man was not a Spider-Man. He was not an Incredible Hulk. June in, 6th. It was June literally 6th. a month later. So, yeah. Um, rolling out their B-Squad. But it's Kevin Feige saying, if you look at our slate of movies... We have Iron Man, we have the Incredible Hulk, we have Thor, and we have Captain America. It's no coincidence that that builds to the Avengers. So they planned at least phase one. At least phase one. And then I think since it did so well, they got to go play with the rest of it. Yeah, and because a year after that movie comes out, that's when Disney bought Marvel. Mm -hmm. So then they all of a sudden had more money. So I was wondering, I was actually, that's why I was curious, because I'm wondering... How much of that was already planned versus how much of that was Disney saying, let's do Well, more. that might have been an announcement, but I don't know how realistic that would be. Because as of the time, Marvel owned all the ones they were playing with, except for they did not own the Incredible Hulk. Universal owns the Incredible Hulk for mm. um, independent movies. Oh, That's, for the licensing rights? Yeah, Universal, which we'll get into that maybe in our next episode when we talk about the Incredible Hulk. Mm. But <clears throat> it was licensed by... Um, it was distributed by Universal, and then Disney cannot do a 
independent. If they wanted to, they could not do an independent Incredible Hulk movie. He has to be in a team up oh. because of the contracts. Oh. So they would have to either license it back or do something like they did with uh, with Sony with Spider-Man. Do they yeah. ever lapse in that? Can they can they lapse? Um, I noticed they haven't. I don't know whether I don't know what their contract that. is. I um, it's not like the Spider-Man contract where if they don't do oh so many movies they they end up giving. Yeah, it back. I I do not know that far into it. So there's two things. I haven't told you guys about one of these things. We need to do <laughs> with um, at the end of finishing a movie or finishing a show. Okay. First of all, this one's going to be really easy. I want to rank the shows against each other and movies against each other. So I say, Iron, so far, Iron Man is the best movie we have covered. It's the only one we've covered. That's why it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. do you think, Gal? So for the moment, Iron so, Man's our best movie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it works. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not higher than nothing. It's exactly. definitely not lower than nothing, and it's tied with nothing. Okay. So. All right. right. So, Iron Man it is. And? And then we're going to play a game at the end of every uh, movie, or I think we'll probably do it at like, the end of an episode of a regular episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Daredevil. Okay. Or we're going to play... Like what they would do in the some com- other character yeah. do? Like in the Marvel um, comics, they have what-if comics. What if something happened differently? We have a random number generator, and we have a bunch of Marvel characters that we're going to randomly... Um, Generate who we're going to pick for the day yeah, so, for who... So, Al, what is today's topic? The topic is how would blank deal with being kidnapped and put in a cave... With a box of scraps. With a box of scraps. <laughs> specifically with a box of scraps. All right. And so, well, more our... specifically, in Tony's situation. Yes, in if, Tony's situation. Right now, Iron Man is number two. If we roll a number two on this random number generator, we're just going to roll again. But we don't know who it's going to be. That's right. So, uh, do we want to do want to say who the Yeah, let's, let's yeah. tell them we're focusing on recurring phase 1 characters. So, if they showed up in phase 1 and they recurred again. All right. All so, right. going in order from 1 to 16, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, The Hulk, Agent Coulson, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Rhodey, Nick Fury, Loki, Justin Hammer, Pepper Potts, Arnim Zola, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, Agent Carter, and finally Howard Stark. Yes, and if anyone says that Justin Hammer didn't recur, he was in a one-shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All right. the answer is actually, this is going to be an interesting one. So our number came up with number 16. So how did how, how would Howard Stark ah, deal with this? How would Tony's father oh, deal with this? Um, so, Good question. Oh. Well, we do know he's technical. Right. I think he would probably not, maybe not do the exact same thing that Tony did, but he would do something to the effect of, I'm getting out of here, come hell or high water. Yeah, I don't... We know he's not as good at flying, because mm-hmm. his car didn't fly very well <laughs> in, the, in the first event. Well, and he... he uh, I know he does plane flights, and he wasn't great at that. I mean, he wasn't well, terrible. But he's been to war situations. I mean, we see in Captain America movie, he flies into a middle of the war zone just so that Captain America can jump out of the plane. Right, so All we right. know he can fly. All right, question. Hmm. Is it the 1940s? Ooh. Ooh, that is a good question. I would say no. Okay, so it's the modern day. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just going to time have... travel him to the modern day. Yeah. Okay. Is he in awe of this new technology? I mean, these scraps are newer scraps. <laughs> no. No? No, I think we're going to leave him be with that. Mm-hmm. I th- 
If we're going to fast forward him, we're going to fast forward him for so a good period of time not... so he's used to it. Well, I mean, you know, they could be newer scraps, but he can get up to speed somewhat. Yeah, right? yeah. He already has he's, enough he's, of a technical. He's almost as much of a genius as Tony was, so therefore he... Is, and then lastly, is he injured and have an arc reactor like Tony? Uh, I don't think so. Then he's not going to be able to power his suit because he's not going to think of the arc reactor. So he would have to. Again, think that's a bit why more I don't think he'd build the Iron Man suit. I think it's why he would figure out some other way because he's not Tony. He's not going to think exactly like Tony. Yeah. He's going to find some other way to get out. Yeah, I mean, we've see, we see him um, in Agent Carter. Can we talk about Agent Carter yet? No, no we haven't watched it. All right, so, I mean, we, we know from other things uh, where he builds <laughs> gadgets, right? He's. Yes, basically like Q from from uh, from Vaughn, right? Yes. So he he can build stuff, and it's a pretty good box of scraps as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Enough to build a whole Iron Man suit, so he could probably so, build some nice gadgets. Yeah, um, I think he'd be able to. I think he'd be like Tony in Iron Man Three, where he built all those yeah. gadgets out of random things. I think he's more of an explosive because he's a wartime person. Yes. So I think he would blow up like have types of grenades though to be fair he did make the shield yeah he made yeah he did have a bunch of shield designs that's true he also made the stuff that tony needs in iron man 2 mm-hmm. yeah like he had to basically have that all recorded in a, in a video yeah and yeah. assume that his son's gonna watch this video <laughs> right. in a time where he needs the video um so i think yeah he definitely would have escaped I don't think he would have ended up in the same spot as. Um, no, I think he. He wouldn't have flown out of there. No. Oh, he would have. He would have. I think he would have probably probably. covertly escaped. I think he would have been better at the covert option than he would have been fighting his way out. He would have made some sort of distraction, sort of thing, and then gotten himself out. Which, assuming, uh, Stain, Mm -hmm. because he was partners with Stain, or maybe Anton Vanko's father, which I can't remember his first name. Nope. But he was another partner. Set him up. They would not have a suit. Mm. They would not have started all this stuff. I think Howard Stark would have actually ended up with a better ending than Tony would have from a, not from a movie standpoint, it would have actually been a, not a great movie, but it would be better from a, his personal life standpoint. We're backwards, this is, uh, Anton Vanko is the father, Ivan Vanko is oh, the okay. son. So if, if, uh, Anton set him up. Yes. Uh, yeah. So... I like it. I think that works out. Yeah. All right. We out? Cool. Sounds good. All right. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Iron Man Part 3, which concludes our Iron Man episodes. Next time, we'll be covering the Incredible Hulk. All right. And please uh, remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, And if you like us, please give us some ratings on uh, iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. Have a marvelous day. <laughs> Makes you feel he's a cool exec with a heart of steel. And Iron Man all jets a place in a-